Please rise for their majesties of Royally Obsessed, the podcast for all things royals. Stand by! Three cheers for Her Majesty the Queen! Welcome back to Royally Obsessed. I'm Caitlin Menza. And I'm Lisa Ryan. And it's time for your weekly update on the royal news you need to know. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast and join our Facebook group, Royally Obsessed. Subscribe to the podcast and leave us the royal rating of a five-star review. Please, we love reviews. And you can send us an email at info at gallerypodcast.com. This week, man, so... We took last, we sort of took last week off because we were traveling and who would have known? I mean, anybody with a calendar who follows the Royals would have known. People with access to the internet, maybe. We couldn't have really prepared for how much stuff was going to happen in the two weeks between episodes. My goodness. Um, So we have to cover so much. We have the state visit uh, with President Trump. We have Trooping the Color and Baby Louie, which honestly, we could spend 30 minutes on Baby Louie and the faces. (laughs) I mean, that would be fantastic for me. Um, and But we also have a guest. We are joined today by Maris Kreisman, who is the host of The Maris Review, which is a wonderful podcast, a brand new podcast, yes. and yet an already wonderful podcast about books and new books. And you speak with authors yeah. and tell us what to read. And you are here today to tell us what to read. I am. About the Royals. Things. Yeah. Yeah. So and we're having a book club, a summer book club. And we're so excited because we've been fans of Maris's for so long since her Slaughterhouse 90210 days. (laughs) Thank you. Yes, we continue only bringing on guests that we want to befriend (laughs) IRL. So I'm very delighted to be here. It's really convenient for us. (laughs) Indeed, indeed. Um, Before we get into all of that, we have this week's Royal Refreshment. And now it's time for the weekly Royal Cocktail. Gin and tonic. It's warm outside, so it's time for a gin and it's tonic. It's time. And soon we'll switch over to Pims, too. I'm ready to get back on the Pims horse. We avoided it for yeah. a while because we, like, drank it to death last summer, but tis the season. Maris, in our old days, like a year ago, we used to try to make <laughs> Back the, in the good old... Yeah. yeah. We used to try to make the refreshments on air, and so it's usually, like, 20 minutes of me, like, screaming as I spill <laughs> Pims mm-hmm, everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's charming, I guess. <laughs> yeah, really wrecking all the equipment. It was it was a time What was us. your winter drink? Uh, I mean, we mix it up, but it just happens. Like, we always like an excuse for a G&T, sure. et cetera. And I'm like, it's a Tuesday. It's a gin <laughs> day. <laughs> yeah, we do a lot of red wine in the winter, which sure. is Megan's preferred beverage. But so. it's poisonous for me because I like it. And we <laughs> tend to get a little sloppy on the show when we have red wine. I think it's having a bottle in front of us. That we're we're just, like, like, we must finish. We must <laughs> right. finish it. And then it, the, the show devolves. But it's fun. It's fun for us. Um, and we have a listener email. Would you like to read this one, Lisa? Sure. It's from Vaughn. Um, and the subject is male, pale, and stale. And so the background <laughs> to this is during the Lifetime movie, there was a character called Leonard the Leopard or something. Did he have a name and a title? He had something. And the only reason why I know that is because someone in our Facebook group, shout out to them, said that maybe it was kind of like a fictional version of Samantha the Panther, the woman who works for the queen who was helping out. I feel like I'm going insane because I have no idea what children's book you're talking about. <laughs> like, what is this? Samantha, <laughs> Samantha the Panther is the nickname that the tabloids have for Samantha, I can't remember her last name. She was working for the Queen and then for Megan. She's like that really high-powered. I believe you, and I <laughs> will look into this. I just, I am a little jet-lagged, and I feel like I'm losing my mind. Everyone's probably listening like, oh, there's Lisa citing off inaccuracies again. There she is. No, she doesn't no, know no. what she's talking about. But no, you're perfect. So anyway, this character in the Lifetime movie 
this like older white guy says to the Meghan Markle character that he is pale male and stale. Yeah, he apologizes like I'm going to be working with you. I'm so sorry that I'm pale male and stale. PMS. Yeah. Oh. And so and so when we recorded, we were like, is that an actual phrase because he says it like <laughs> right. it is and so that's what Vaughn responds to yes. if you will please continue. So, Vaughn reached out to us and wrote Greetings. I'm never the one to reach out to podcast celebrities. Celebrities. I mean, we reached out to Maris, so I guess we are. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, But but after hearing the May 30th episode and how you both questioned if male pale and stale is a saying, I had to chime in, yes. I've been saying it here for years. I work in a world where it was and still is dominated to a certain degree by seasoned Caucasian men. Seasoned in quotation marks. (laughs) Yes. Living in Detroit, a.k.a. Motor City, it's a given that I'm one of the few millennials who is Asian and female in most industries I go to. I have transitioned from the auto industry to nonprofit, and the world I work in doesn't see as much diversity, and we are hoping to change that. We are hoping to change that society shift in the workforce here in Michigan. That term, P, M, and S, actually originated from a Caucasian male who fits quote marks, mm-hmm. um, that demographic and is a close colleague of mine. We are always chuckling when the uh, greater group is resistant to change, and we were like, oh, yeah, these guys are pale male and stale in their thinking. Huh. So funny to hear it on an upper echelon podcast. It made me literally LOL. Cheers, Vaughn. Vaughn, you are too kind. A, calling us celebrities, and B, calling us an upper echelon podcast. I mean, I know a lot of people that will disagree with you on that one. We are not upper echelon. I really thank you for the information, and I hope you appreciate how we made it about ourselves almost instantly. It's a real gift that we have. I would love to appropriate this. (laughs) Pale male and stale is really, it's it's very helpful. Um, Excellent. And then we have this week in royal history. And now, this week in royal history. Um, if we hadn't had prepared one, we were immediately gifted this by all the royals' Instagram accounts. It is the birth of Prince Philip, June 10th, 1921. So um, if we hadn't already known this was coming up, the all the Instagram accounts of our of our fam here, they all posted about it. Yes, and he's 98, which is old. <laughs> it's quite old. But I must say, again, to make it about me, mm-hmm. not as old as my grandma Ryan. So. Yeah. How old's your grandma Ryan? A hundred. A hundred. It's really remarkable. Um, So Prince Philip, we're seeing so much of his life. I'm learning so much about his life from the crown, um, which, again, I miss. I have to say that every time. Mm -hmm. But um, we've learned a lot about him and his background and his childhood and all the Nazis. Um, But we're looking at today at the town and country write-up about his birthday, and it's really an interesting look at his life. Uh, They noted he represents a royal modus operandi, the likes of which we'll never see again. Um, His was an epoch. Am I saying that right? Epic. Epic. I'm like, have I (sighs) now... Upper echelon podcast, not really, um, <laughs> of empire and old Britain. What that, are words? What are words um, that is definitively no more? Um, talks about his past and his really interesting life. And um, I want to note the very end, they say that um, something special about Prince Philip is that he... Uh, has a crazy work ethic. He retired officially from public duties at 96, and the palace calculated that he had completed 22,219 solo engagements since 1952, and then thousands more with the queen. So 22,000 on his own, Mm -hmm. which is just... Wow. Wow. What a life. All of the bad stuff aside, we just hope he has 
you know, some healthy years ahead yes. of him and stops driving, maybe. Stop, he has, he, <laughs> oh, he's still driving. He I mean, stopped. I think I saw some pictures, but I don't know where. Yeah, yeah. The man is independent. We know that as well from The Crown. Um, <laughs> he's an interesting, interesting person. Um, but the photos that his grandkids posted were really sweet. Um, mm. I love that they, I just, I love that the Royals Instagram accounts are evolving to be so much like our own Instagram accounts. Where it's like their grandfather's birthday. So Eugenie and Prince Harry, like both post photos of themselves as cute kids with their grandfather, mm-hmm. which is like what I would do, you know, like, I'm, like, I'm glad we're, I'm, they're using Instagram the way it was meant to be used <laughs> to show pictures of how adorable you were yes. when it's actually someone else's birthday. Um, so I appreciate that very much. Happy birthday to Prince Philip. 98. I mean, the things he has seen, the people he has met, the countries he's been to, and he himself has been through a lot. So, wow. Happy birthday. A lot of family trauma, like as a child trauma. Yeah, just wow. Um, But yeah, so happy birthday to him. Um, Wow. Okay, so state visit. Yes, state visit. So just as a disclaimer, we're keeping politics out of it so people won't get mad at us. Yeah, it's hard not to. um, But so we'll just focus on the really glam stuff. Like he was so President Trump was in the UK for three days, um, spent a lot of that time with the British royals. And uh, we've they've met before, um, as we'll recall, when he I remember when he met um, Queen Elizabeth, like they were on the grass somewhere outdoors um that was all i really recall from that he walked in front of her again just an observation um from this visit the real high point that i'd like to discuss is the banquet we got a state banquet it was very very glamorous and it was another opportunity where we get to see kate in full princess yeah she went super super princess um there were so many ladies wearing white yeah um, Steve Mnuchin was there, which sure. I'll never, yeah. I'll never get over seeing him chatting with Kate Middleton. Um, Kate Middleton wore the brand new insignias for her new title, yes, or her she, new honor rather. She wore um, a blue sash, which, according to Town and Country, symbolizes her role as a member of the Royal Victorian order. Yes. And I'm just going to quote from Town and Country here because I literally don't know what that means. So <laughs> um, she received the honor earlier this spring and the event marked the first time she was able to wear the sash publicly and its vibrant color corresponds perfectly with her white dress. Oh, now this is about her outfit. Um, oh, she also wore this soft yellow royal family order, which is a separate honor that she has been ha- wearing since October 2018. Yeah. And she wore her, the Lover's Knot tiara, which is her favorite. And I think it's everyone's favorite. It's like the Diana ti- tiara. Yeah. yeah. So she just she basically did the full. This is like the full look that we got from all of them. It's like as decked out as they possibly get. Oh, yeah. In mm. April, um, on William and Kate's eighth wedding anniversary, Queen Elizabeth gave Kate the the Dame Grand Cross of the Royal Victorian Order. And it's the highest rank in the order and is the equivalent of a knight. Oh, that's cool. That is very cool. cool. I literally just learned it. So (laughs) (laughs) upper echelon podcast. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Listen, some of this stuff is a bit complicated. Um, But the point is, looked really pretty, looked really decked out. Um, So, yeah, I don't really know that there's much else to cover from that visit. Yeah, but there's so much to cover from Trooping the Color. (laughs) Oh, my God, Trooping the Color. (laughs) You guys... I was just listening to our last week's episode with Megan's Mirror, and you know, towards the beginning, we just speculated about what we would expect from Tripping the Color when we got we made our 
wish lists. Mm-hmm. And we said an appearance from Megan and all three Cambridge kids on the balcony. So can I just say we got both of those things. But the thing that we didn't get was Prince Harry with, with Archie. Archie in a Bjorn. <laughs> it was really That was upsetting. the truest vision and hope with him wearing little noise-canceling headphones <laughs> for like, the military flyover. Did we expect it? No. Did we want it? Yes. yes exactly. Our hearts want what they want. Um, but so we got Megan. She wore navy Givenchy uh, leather gloves. Very cool. Um, I think it's really remarkable that she stepped out because I feel like she shouldn't have had to. And I don't th- yeah. I'm not saying she had to. I think like she did it to probably honor the queen. I'm just yes. speculating. I'm not speaking for her tabloids. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. You know, it's nice that she did it, but at the same time I'm like, be home. Yeah. Everyone mm. leave Megan alone. Like go enjoy your time. I know. It was a low-key visit for her. Like she they she and Harry both kept it very low-key on the balcony that like that balcony mm-hmm. shot of course like all focuses on the Cambridges uh, you know sort of as it should be as they're the direct heirs. Um, but Megan and Harry were sort of like almost hidden in the back of that shot. Like they just kept it quiet um, which was fine and we got to see Megan in the car. Also she rode in the carriage with Harry, Kate and Camilla which was like you know your VIP carriage which I liked. Um, it was just nice to It's always nice to see them all together. And Um, like she and Kate were like chatting and laughing. And so maybe like pals. Yeah. Yeah. Like like pals or at least people who like each other. And so people can can, like leave it all alone. Yeah. Mm. It's always nice to see that. We also got another sort of cross connection between Cambridge and Sussex because uh, Louis was dressed in an outfit from like the deep, deep archives of something that Prince Harry wore to Trooping the Color in 1986. Wow. It's so cute. It was super so, cute. So Maris, I yes, I'm a fan of yours for so long, but I also am like obsessed with your Twitter feed. I think it is great. I just like <laughs> I. Thank but you. my one like Twitter brush with controversy, really, well, one of them was <laughs> yeah. when I made a joke on the cut and called uh, Louis elusive, and then all these like political reporters are like, "That's the baby," and I'm like, "That's the joke." Yeah, she called. They didn't him. get the joke because no. it was a newborn. Oh. So I like this like, elusive baby yeah. came out. He's but, not giving press conferences exactly, all over the place. Exactly. Because He's doing he, a tour. Very private. He's very private. He's very private. Because he was just born. But so <laughs> now I feel like he's officially no longer elusive. Like we've seen pictures of him and we saw that wave. Did you see that wave? I oh saw my the God. wave. It was so I had it was so cute. First of all, I was just excited that he was there. It was it's his first trip in the color. Um, but then his wild little he gave us so many like instant meme moments <laughs> that will follow him the rest of his days. I hope he's excited for that. Um, his wild wave where he waved so hard that he smacked Camilla's hat not once but twice. It looked uh, like he was like <laughs> smacking out some flies like get away, get away. It just gave me the impression and I have no way of knowing this but I feel like well, I, I think first of all that that's one of those things that you teach babies to do, right? You teach babies to wave and to, even if they're not royal babies, and to blow kisses. So it was one of those things where I felt like you could see Kate Middleton whisper at him like, wave. And he just is like, oh, yeah, I'm going to wave. I'm going to get a gold star for waving. And he waves his arm. Like, it looks like he's he's wiggling in her arms. He's waving so hard. Um, it was so cute. So I loved that. I loved him hitting Camilla. And then I loved his little stank face that he made. His little angry face. His little angry he was like this. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it's a little like lips pursing. It was other. so cute. Um, that was amazing. And I also liked that we saw him um, reach his arms out to go to William, like, Dad, Aww. I want you. And he's like, le- he's like leaping out of Kate's arms to go to William. And then as they're when they were leaving the balcony, he also did the same thing towards his grandfather, Prince Charles, which was like really sweet as well. Um, 
Elizabeth Holmes speculated that he was just going towards the shiny things that were on their military <laughs> uniforms. Which I mean, same. Extremely whatever. possible. So that was really cute. Um, of course, we got Princess Charlotte being a, a tiny little queen that and she is. Another thing I noticed from Elizabeth Holmes is when there were um, pictures of the kids like hidden away in the palace, like yeah. as kids are hidden away, um, her hair was kind of pulled back, but then it was pulled into two different braids yeah. like on she, the balcony. Yeah, she got a, a, a hair change between those two moments. Um, I don't know how those photos are always taken of the kids from the window. Like, is there one designated window that they always stand at? Because paparazzi always mm. seem, or not even paparazzi, but the, the photographers who are set up for the day always know that that one window is where the kids will appear and make faces. Um when I first saw the, I saw those photos first, and I was disappointed because I was like, "Oh, does that mean we're not going to get them on the actual balcony?" But of course, we did. Um, so that was great. Um, George looked a little grumpy. He just, he's in like grumpy sexual, almost sexual boy phase. I think. I mean, I'm in like grumpy thirty-something-year-old woman <laughs> phase. That's I true. Like he might just be grumpy. I'm grumpy. He's just not as entertained by the airplanes. He's not a toddler anymore, so he's not like, "Ooh, airplanes!" You yeah. know, he's not pointing at the sky. Which I miss. But also if you they like... They grow up so fast. I've seen it before. Yeah. <laughs> if you have access to all these airplanes, yeah. you're like, oh, just another one. Another just another airplane. military flyover. I'll see so many of them in my <laughs> lifetime. Um, but that was really great. You know, Charlotte being the most professional waver on the planet. I adore. She also waved it one more time as she went back in to the... When they were all filing into the doorway to leave, she like does another wave to the crowd, much like when she went to see Louis birth at the hospital and she did like a backwards wave she's just she's <laughs> she's a pro fabulous Love it. um and it, yeah it's just the best anything else from that appearance i mean i could talk again just th- give me 30 minutes on prince louis <laughs> i'm just so happy that he's finally here i like that his hair is sort of a sandy blonde color he's got so much personality those eyebrows alone i'll stop yeah <laughs> I think it's time to discuss. Let's let's chat with another fabulous person. Let's chat with Maris because we have Maris here because she is, I don't know how else to put it, but like a book expert. Yeah. You're a literary Thanks. expert. Yeah, you, that's, that's what I'm hoping to be. Yeah. You write about books. You podcast about books. Mm-hmm. You are like the authority on like the best literature out there. So we are so happy to have you here for our Rarely Obsessed Book Club, which is not a real book club because it's not stuff that Kayla and I have read but yeah <laughs> it's where you tell <laughs> us tell what to read in the book club yeah absolutely so what should we look out for these days so coming out very soon is Red White and Royal Blue a novel by Casey McQuiston and this is just a delight I'd say that it's this year's um Royal We from the, the highest girls. of praise yes like, shout out fug girls <laughs> yes shout out to the fug girls um it's just like pure joy all the way through it's um, about um, the son of an American president, a woman from mm. Texas. Ooh. Amazing. So I there's a lot it. of y'alls. Oh, great, <laughs> great, great, great. Who falls in love with the royal prince, the Prince of Wales. Oh, amazing. So like the guy who's going to be king. The guy. Uh, no, his. I think in the book it's somebody. He's got an older brother. Oh, okay. okay. So it's but, more of a Harry. He's more of. of a Harry kind of a guy. Um, but he's all buttoned up, literally and figuratively. And, you know, the American guy is more like the bad boy. Uh, with his y'alls. With his y'alls and his <laughs> American-isms. <laughs> and, um, and it takes 
almost 100 pages before they start to figure out that something is going on that's more than friendship. Oh, okay. So it's so it's a slow burn. It's a slow I mean, but it's so fun while you're going and it's like it, it's very the tabloids are in mind for sure in this book. Okay. Um all of the information is presented um with the press in mind, which is very clever. Oh. So wait, how do they meet? I think they'd met before like I think they've met before the book starts. Oh, okay. I mean, it makes sense like I would love. I know. mean, I would love to imagine like <laughs> the first children and the royals yeah, yeah, meeting yeah. each other. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. That does I mean, make sense. and and so in this book, um, the the mother who's president becomes president in 2016. Okay. So you can imagine that um, her child would then be. They would have been the ones in this fantasy world um, going to the state dinner. Okay. Fascinating. Oh, nice. Fascinating. I love yeah. that. Yeah. And can I ask, um, is the are both of them out of the closet or is it is that part of the plot? That's a big part of the plot. Oh fascinating. Um and even when when the president's son first has feelings that he recognizes for Henry. Um the, it's called he- Prince Henry. Prince Henry. That's perfect. Oh, that is perfect. <laughs> um and, of, and I should mention that the president's son is biracial. His wow. name is Alex Claremont Diaz. And he um, ha- has to grapple with the idea that his mom will be just a tiny bit less electable next time, the next election. Oh, wow. If, if it comes out. That That's he, horrible. Yeah, it's terrible. But wow. I guess it's like... Yeah, today's world. It's yeah. today's world. Um, but of course, the book is light and fun and adorable. So, I mean the cover's adorable. We have two cutie boys leaning on the letters. Yeah. of the title of the they, book. They both look really fit. <laughs> they, <laughs> I know it's an illustration, but I feel like it's real. It's they're nice looking. It's so cute. What is the author has she written these kinds of books before? Like what is her style like or is this her first? Let me actually have to check here. Well, it's the book is dedicated to the weirdos and the dreamers. Oh. And it, so oh. I I that I believe that this book is very much based on fan fiction. Okay. Well, (laughs) indeed. (laughs) Well, yes. So the best ones are. Yes. So um, I I think this is kind of the true fan version of uh, the royal and um, American political life. Amazing. Remember there was that whole genre of movies in the early aughts that was like, I think you have like the Mandy Moore one. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) The first child, first daughter chasing Liberty. Exactly. I think first Liberty is why I went to Prague when I went backpacking. That's amazing. I mean, through Europe after a high school. (laughs) That's amazing. It Um, looks super cute. So is this out now? I think in the next couple of weeks. Okay. Like in June, I believe. I've seen a lot of our listeners have written to us being like, check out this book or please tell us about this book. So we're so happy to have you on because it seems like it's such an enjoyable book. Even just like the cover is amazing. Yeah, It's very much like what you want to be reading on the beach in, yeah. in June or July. I love a beach read. Which I think is a real compliment. I know there's yeah. like some discussion about beach reads and I think like a beach read is great because I don't want to be reading like some horror book that's going to make me feel awful about myself all the yeah. time. Mm-hmm. I need a break. Need no, a break this is like the best kind of fantasy. Okay, good. And is it a quick read? Is it like one of those things like oh, you yeah. can't put it down? 
Yeah. And it's I mean, it's 400 pages or so, but it, it goes very quick. I felt like that with the Royal We actually, because yeah. it's quite long, but I like I read it on a vacation. Yeah, I exactly. couldn't put it down. Yeah. It's so fun. It's so fun. What else have you brought us? Um, I have 99 Glimpses of Princess Margaret by oh, Craig Brown. Excellent. And I love this book. It came out last year, but I love it because I just feel like biographies in general tend to be stuffy and there's a real narrative format that we're used to when, you know, so-and-so was born to blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then so-and-so went to school. And and this book just, like, cuts straight through to the good parts. Um, and and Prince, Princess Margaret was just, she was an icon. She was a, like, men were falling all over her. Mm-hmm. And she was also terrifying to little yes. children <laughs> yes. and mean. Um, and, and so there's there's just so much juicy stuff in this book. And so it's diff- it's 99 different chapters where you get a, a glimpse mm-hmm. of, of what she was like in a particular moment. Yeah, we uh, we covered the book a little bit last summer and we interviewed Craig Brown and uh, like you're saying, when we got copies of the book, we were excited because we love Princess Margaret. Um, but, or, you know, we think she's such a fascinating person. But I was like, oh, biography. Mm-hmm. I was like, OK, I'll read it for the podcast for the good of our listeners. <laughs> and then I was like, this is the most fun format for a biography I've ever seen. Because, yeah, it's just the juicy stuff. And it's 99 glimpses, like the title says. And it's just sometimes they're, you know, only a paragraph. And sometimes they're up to maybe three pages. So you just like they're little bites, you know. And and yeah, if you need anything to fill in the details that's what google is for (laughs) you know like yeah it's just really like anecdotes about her life Uh and sometimes they're actually talk about fan fiction sometimes they're just completely made up yeah you know things like picasso had a crush on her so he imagines what it would have been like if she had hooked up with picasso which didn't happen as far as anyone knows but there's just a good photo of her like caressing one of his pieces oh amazing yes so yeah it's just it's (laughs) such a fun uh book to read and she's such a fascinating character and i just wish more biographies were like that. Yeah, I don't know why more aren't. Yeah. We've already read um, 99 Shades or Glimpses of uh, Princess Margaret. I know where someone's mind is. (laughs) Sorry. Speaking of fanfic. Fanfic, yeah. But I'm so excited to read Red, White, and Royal Blue. Is that what it's called? Yes. 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 Because it looks so great. And I'm so happy that you talked about it because we really have had a lot of listeners be like, hey, chat about this. Give us some books. Yeah. Yeah. Should we get into our reader recommendations? Listener recommendations. Yes. God, I'm always on the reader. It's it's hard to break out of. Well, they are readers. They are they readers. Are. That's Extra. a great. Thank you. Thank so, you for saving me. <laughs> of course, we have a very great Facebook group for the podcast. It's Royally Obsessed. Everyone should join. And um, it has such a community. And so I posted the other day just asking for people to recommend books. I knew that they had already recommended books a million times over because they are always having conversations and it's so wonderful but I was just like hey please help me so we have a few that we want to go over um well I want to mention one from since we're talking about biographies that are actually interesting so Sydney (laughs) said I recently finished Elizabeth the Queen by Sally Bendel Smith Mm. and it was so interesting I usually find biographies a little dry and boring but it was a very easy read um currently reading Prince Charles by the same author and boy is it juicy all caps but also backed (laughs) up by facts and accounts of insiders um I'm very intrigued by that. Again, I'm yeah. always trying to learn more about Prince Charles as he will be our king soon, someday, soon. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. In the next, in the next 15 years. In the next okay. like 30 to 40 years. Yeah, in the next, <laughs> let's just say. Also, um, Rachel, um, 
who we love. She wrote that she really enjoyed The Duchess by Penny Junior because uh, she had mixed feelings about Camilla and reading the book really gives a good insight to her personality and what makes her tick. And it seems she is a really good person. I am a Diana and Camilla fan now. I figured if the boys accepted her, who was I not to? Yeah, that's interesting. I would recommend it to anyone who still isn't comfortable with the Camilla situation. Is that Lisa? (laughs) I think so. I don't know. I mean, she hates cheating. Yeah. I mean, fair. Personally, I'm like, don't do it. OPP. Yeah, it's kind of a it's a stance that Lisa has that I share, of course. But I'm more just like, you know, these two crazy kids have yeah, loved each other absolutely. since the 70s. Like, just let them be together. You know, what can and you I'm do? Like, <laughs> anyway, oh, another one. Okay, so so many people wrote in about this book, mm-hmm. The Gown. I have heard great things, and I know it, it's either recently come out or comes out very soon. Okay. I think it was the past year at some point past it year. came out. Um, let me look at the author. So it says, yeah, it's fiction, but based on the embroiderers that worked on the queen's wedding dress. It gives great secret, great insight on the secrecy of the gown creation and how many people are involved to make the gowns that we love. Um, and then everybody was like, oh, my God, yes, it's, a, it's <laughs> fascinating. Um it's just, by Jennifer Robson. Okay, so the perfect. gown by Jennifer Robson. We had like several people write in about that. And I've also received like emails and messages. It just seems like it's so popular. And I guess also, you know, the past year we had, well, over a year now, there were like three big royal weddings. Of course, mm-hmm. the big one, Harry and Meghan, and then also Eugenie. And then there was um, Gabriella Windsor the other day. Yeah. And they all wore like these exquisite dresses. So I think that's probably like one reason why there's such interest in like the women that make these dresses. Yeah. And I, I think it's always nice to have a book that's fiction, um, but that's based on something real. So that, yeah. that, so that it can be a little more imaginative, even if, you know, the primary sources aren't available. And nobody gets sued. Or and nobody anything. gets sued. But they're usually like so deeply researched you know like even um yes. the royal we i remember i mean they've they've talked about this on the show or sorry on their well on the show but on our show but also on their site the fuck girls talked about how much research i mean they went to windsor and they talk about the secret rooms and the couple sort of hooks up in all these real rooms of mm-hmm. windsor castle so like all of that is researched even though it is fictional um so i, I agree i love that stuff and actually uh, monica wrote in the facebook group that um the gown intertwines the war with the princess's wedding which i think is really interesting yeah. as well um because I, I, I recall that the fabric that she used for the dress was from fabric rations um, during World War II. It's just like really fascinating stuff. Um, so I'm, that's definitely on my list. And then another book that was recommended is from Zach. He wrote um, The Final Curtsy, a Royal Memoir by the Queen's Cousin. Um, and he said it's a great look at the earlier life of Queen, Queen Elizabeth II up to the time of the death of the Queen Mother with great personal stories as the Queen is I'm sorry, as the book is written by the Queen's cousin, Margaret Rhodes. I want, I just am fascinated by like how that worked. Like how did he get the permission to do that? The you Queen's know? cousin? Yeah. I just yeah. love that it's spelled curtsy with an E. <laughs> <laughs> Very British. A little, yeah, a little British as um. And then it's them on the cover, cousin and, you know, Lizzie, little bit. Yeah. Um, and of so course, someone also recommended Andrew Morton's um, biography of Diana. Sure. Um, because, of course, that's yeah, like. Well, yeah. That's like the iconic book. It's the iconic book, and it basically changed the course of the 90s for the British royal family and for me personally. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's such so fascinating. And Andrew Morton also wrote um, the the first Meghan Markle book. Right. I also want to mention um, 
the now that in that sort of vein is Tina Brown's book, of course. Yes. Um, oh, I've yes. never read that, but it's like on my perpetual list because I feel like everyone always mentions that to me. Um, and here uh, uh, was it. Oh, yeah. Candace was the one in the group who mentioned the Andrew Morton Diana book, but also um, the Tina Brown book. Apparently she mentioned. Sorry. Candace mentioned the audio book for Andrew Morton and that it's really good. And apparently the audio book for Tina Brown's oh. book is Tina talking about oh, her friend fun. Diana. So like that's just nice yeah. to listen to. Um, so that's perpetual list there. Um, anything else? Any other books we want to cover? I think that's it. I think, again, I'll just say The Royal We because I know that right now they yes. are working on the sequel and I can't wait. So, like, first of all, I'm waiting for The Crown. Where is it? Excuse me. Please, <laughs> Netflix, like, bring yeah. it to me. And then, fuck girls, where is this book? Yeah, here's our list of things that we're impatient over. Um, we also hope, of course, that our relationship with the fuck girls means that we'll get an early copy. Mm. Though it's probably a dangerous thing to give us an early copy because we'll want to talk about it. Yeah, we're going to do like an advanced podcast episode. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just like take pictures of the entire book and put it online. It's fine. That reminds me, Maris, you must get so many advanced reader copies. I sure do. <laughs> How do you figure out what to... I mean, I, I imagine that like being in the industry, you sort of have to read the quote unquote important books of a season um how are those determined like how do they how do the publishers tell you these are our priority books or do you sometimes just you recognize an author so you want to like where do you begin your reading um list? where i begin um books i've already heard about and that's usually from people inside the industry mm-hmm. um i'm very good at ju- judging books by their covers <laughs> i i can get a pile of like 10 galleys in a day and be like nope 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 based on just, like, what it looks like, um, I'm sorry to say. <laughs> um, but then but then there are all these ones in the middle that, like, I love trying to learn out about more and, mm-hmm. and hope that I will get around to it. And that is actually why my apartment is so cramped right now, because <laughs> there's, like, t- like, hundreds of maybes just yeah. laying around. It's tough. It's tough. Yeah. And actually, speaking of your pod, you know, again, we're shouting everyone out your podcast and telling everyone to head there right after listening to this. Um, <laughs> Thank you. But how do you choose the the author? Like, who are some of the people you've been working with and recording episodes with recently? And what can we expect from Yeah. Um, the, the best thing about having my own podcast is I just get to choose people who I want to talk to. Yes. <laughs> yes it's great. We it's, love it. <laughs> you get how it. How fun. Um, so I've... I started out with the author Mira Jacob, who um, wrote this amazing graphic memoir about raising her son, who is biracial, um, and and who was a Michael Jackson obsessed kid. Fascinating. Um, and had many questions about him that she tried to answer as truthfully as she could. Mm. Um, and let's see. I think uh, Nicole Dennis-Ben, who's the author of Patsy, was just on last week. She's a a Jamaican author who lives in Brooklyn now. Um, And she writes about the immigrant experience in a really beautiful, multifaceted way. Um, Coming up, I'm hoping that um, some of your favorite beach reads will be some of your favorite listens, too. a bunch of really excellent novels uh, that I bet you'll be seeing on the beach this this summer. Um, I'll be talking to the authors. Excellent. That's I actually so have a copy of Patsy because I was doing a job recently that got me a lot of 
ARCs, as they say. Yeah, advanced readers copies. Exactly. Um, so I have Patsy, mostly because I was like, that's a colorful cover. Yeah. It's really embarrassing. I mean, <laughs> there are many colorful colors out right now, too. I mean, so also, fun. isn't it a bit true that, like, you know, the whole phrase is don't judge a book by its cover, but usually a you really can. beautiful cover means that the publishers are really excited about the book. Sure. I mean, it's, it's the level of actual interest, but also... You know, you can tell if something's meant to be read quickly and discarded, say. Oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. It's like a little hint. It's a little hint. I mean, honestly, you brought in the Princess Margaret book. It's and so beautiful. It's such a gorgeous book. I, you know, Lisa and I both have it, and I'm just like, it looks good on my shelf. Yeah. And her eye is peeking along the spine. Yeah. The, her very glamorous, like, pearl-covered glasses are peeking out on the spine. I'm like, that's not an accident. It's a gorgeously designed book. Yes. Well, I just cleaned my apartment. Thank you. And <laughs> one thing I did was put out some, like, coffee table books. Yeah. But not on a coffee table because my coffee table is, like, an ottoman <laughs> that also is seating. It's, I live in New a really city apartment. Fair. Yeah. <laughs> but in this area that should probably be a coffee table but is not, um, I put out some books. And I had uh, Monard, Modern Monarchy by Chris Jackson, who is the Getty photographer, ah. who is assigned to the royal family. I have that out because it's just so beautiful to look at. Mm. It's just, like, stunning photographs and like, yeah, so, I mean, don't judge a book by its cover, but there is there is something There's... to be said for, like, gorgeous covers to have out just to look at mm-hmm. and enjoy. True, true. Okay, yeah. so before we adjourn the royal pod, we have some highs and lows. It's time for the royal highs and lows. I'll start with my own personal low, which is, again, we said we wouldn't get super political, but this is just a fact that uh, President Trump called Meghan Markle nasty ahead of the visit, state visit. Uh, last week or two weeks ago, um, I mean, a reporter sort of asked him about, you know, are you excited to meet the royal family? And what do you think of Meghan Markle? And he was like, she's great. And they're like, even though she's criticized you in the past and called you a misogynist. And she's and then Trump said, oh, I didn't realize she was nasty. Um, so that happened. I don't like anyone calling, calling Meghan Markle nasty, obviously. So. Yeah, me either. Um, so that's a low. <laughs> My low uh so last week we had Megan's Mirror on. Um, we had Christine on. She's an editor of the blog, and she was so fantastic. And she spoke so highly of Megan and talked so with such expertise and kindness about the impressive economic impact that Megan has had on like smaller brands and little things. Like Megan wore a purse that part of the proceeds go towards like helping provide vaccines to families. And then so she spoke. She said all these wonderful things, and then the tabloids come around and they like pick one thing that she said and twist it completely out of context because you could twist pretty much anything that we say or anybody says and make it sound like a negative because that's just what happens when you capitalize an entire word that always makes it sound bad (laughs) so I my low is that they got dragged into it and I think that that was a really great interview and I was really proud of it and it really sucked to see that get dragged by the tabloids and I hope that they're doing all right because that sucked yeah so we yeah. just gave you two really heavy things um I'll, I'll do a lighter thing <laughs> um i didn't love camilla's wink for for the camera oh yes she did oh. do that um which is which i guess was her way of trying to slightly distance herself from the trump state yeah. visit um and and i say either you're all in or you're all out oh interesting mm. interesting I mean, it really, they gave us a lot of material with that visit. <laughs> it's, it's a lot. It's a lot to cover. Let's sure just, is. but that's a good one. Let's talk about happier things. What are, what's your high, Lisa? Oh, my high happened today, Tuesday. Um, I'm trying to find the quote. 
but it may never happen. So basically, a little girl said something to Kate because Kate was <laughs> off to go, um, you know, like shear some sheep. Yes. Um, and so little girl's like, oh, are you going to wear your Elsa outfit, your princess El- Elsa outfit? And then this is not a direct quote because I can't find the thing. But she basically said, oh, I had to wear my trousers because I'm going to go see some sheep. That's <laughs> <laughs> so great. Today was like a super cute so visit. Cute. They, yeah. I mean, they were they're in a sort of rural part of England today. And they did so many amazing things. They were meeting with teens who are working on mental health efforts. Again, I feel like almost every event that all four people, all Fab Four do comes back to mental health somehow. And today's event was definitely a part of that. But also they shared sheep. So it's just cute. Um, yeah. Do you have a high Maris? Oh, I just liked seeing Megan back in the game. Yeah, heck yeah. That Marin was a great Givenchy. one. Yeah, like you, gorgeous Navy Givenchy. Just her at the height of her. That's so her. What a Megan I mean, look. I don't know how long maternity leaves are supposed to last, but. Yeah, I mean, I feel like they usually traditionally, I mean, Kate has traditionally aimed for about six months. Mm. So um, she, e- even during the maternity leave, she has made appearance. Like, of course, she was on mater- technically on maternity leave when Harry and Meghan got married last year. And she mm. still attended that, obviously. And she always attends Tripping the Color. Like, it, there is some sort of um, precedent, certainly, for them attending Tripping right. the Color, even when they're, like, almost immediately postpartum. And I think um, it's also, like, for us, that's a, this big, fancy event. And for them, of course, they're wearing Givenchy, so it is fancy, but it's also a family event, and it's, like, showing support for a family member. So, right. But I hope she immediately went back to Windsor and just is enjoying... Watch Netflix. Mat- yeah. <laughs> you know, all these things that we fantasize or what maternity leave is like. picked up a copy <laughs> of The Red, White, and Royal Blue. And yeah. enjoying that. Yes, that would so. be great. Um, so I have, like I mentioned, a, li- a, a bit of a list of uh, highs. Um, Prince Louis, again, mm-hmm. all day, every day. Um, <laughs> loved that. I Then we heard... Oh, um, we didn't mention this before elsewhere in the episode, but I just thought of this, that um, two weeks ago we got yet another royal wedding. Uh, Charlotte Casa who is Princess Grace's granddaughter, got married last weekend and the weekend before. She had a double wedding. Um, she's beautiful and she's very she beautiful. has modeled before. Yes, naturally. Um, so she got, they had sort of a like state wedding just in the, on the grounds of the Monaco Royal Estate. And for that, she wore like a very demure, almost gray Valentino dress that I loved. And then the following weekend, she and her husband got married in like the bigger celebration, I think in the South of France, which is where she grew up. I did like a crash course in, on Charlotte um, over the last week. Cause I was like, God, she's glam and cool. Um, she is. And I just, I was like, wow, okay. And also she like, grew up in the South of France. And so she's like, that's where I'll, you know, throw a big party because everyone should do that. Um, so that was a high. And then the other thing that we got late breaking right before we uh, sat down to record is that something is going on with Meghan Markle in Vogue. <laughs> yeah. So there are a lot of rumors that maybe she's going to be guest editing an issue. And there are rumors that it could be September issue. These are rumors like we're reading them in like yes. Us Weekly and stuff. So maybe more information will come up by the time this yeah this airs or maybe people will be like it's a no. But it would fit in line with what the Royals have done before because Prince Harry recently like guest edited a BBC program. Kate has obviously appeared in British Vogue. Eugenie. Yeah, Eugenie and uh, Beatrice last fall were in September British Vogue. Um, We had speculated a couple of episodes ago that Anna Wintour keeps bringing up Meghan Markle in interviews. And we were like, is Anna Mm. Wintour courting Meghan Markle? Because I just am fascinated by 
anyone by Anna Wintour having to court anyone. Right. Um, so who knows? We don't really know. There were sort of contrasting reports that she was going to show Frogmore Cottage in American Vogue. Then it was like, no, 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 she's going to guest edit British Vogue. Um, either way, they're talking about the September issues, which means they'll hit newsstands in early August. So we won't have to speculate for too long. Um, I love it. That's my high. That's I just I'm like, yay, fun, Vogue. Um, so that's great stuff. I hope it's true because I think it sounds like something I will read. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, talk about beach Why reads. Um, <laughs> if, if the books are just too taxing, you can pick up a magazine. <laughs> but it's going to be so heavy, though. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's very true. Support the publishing industry. Please yes. keep us in jobs. Um, <laughs> so remember to subscribe to the podcast and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. You can drop us an email at info at gallery podcast to ask us any and all questions about the Royals and send us yet more book recommendations. Um, we have a review on Apple. <laughs> Lisa, do you want to read this one? Yes. Um, its subject is cocktails. Correct. By Ytown939. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that means. Mm-hmm. Um, they write, love your cocktail hour. And of course, this show, it's time for you ladies to create the royally obsessed signature drink, not with the melted cotton candy, which yeah. Caitlin mentioned like last episode <laughs> or the episode before. And I'm like, no. No. Okay, so you're fancy. You're an upper echelon podcast. <laughs> yeah. You're what's raising us on one end. Um, I'm like, let's have some Franzia. Yeah. yeah oh, exactly. yeah. Franzia, you can send us wine whenever you'd like. Um, <laughs> you can follow the show on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast and join our Facebook group, Royally Obsessed. Um, where can our listeners follow you, Maris? Um, you can find me on Twitter at Maris Kreisman. Um, and, and the Maris review is located anywhere you listen to podcasts and when do new episodes come out new episodes are out on thursday mornings oh us too so perfect timing right after this yeah very soothing thursday mornings (laughs) um where can people find you lisa Lisa Raya on Twitter and Instagram and you read my writing on the cut. And you can follow me, Caitlin, at HeyKmenz, H-E-Y-K-M-E-N-Z on Twitter and Instagram and read my writing at CaitlinMenza.com. Until next week, God save the pod. God save the pod. God save the pod, you guys. <laughs> Her Majesties of Royally Obsessed have retired for this episode. God save the pod. And if you fancy the podcast, give Royally Obsessed the royal rating of five stars on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast and join our Facebook group, Royally Obsessed. Royally Obsessed is a gallery podcast production.